Welcome to the most listened to golf in the world, the Fairways of Life show, on air, online, and around the world. With the most candid interviews. The mind can play a tremendous influence on your performance, whether it be golf or you name it. I don't care what it is. If you go in with the proper background, it doesn't have to be perfect, but you go in with the proper background and the proper mental state, the odds are you're going to come out successfully. Taking you beyond the ropes. I refuse to give up on life, even though it's been it's been bumpy. You get back up and do it. I know you can. You owe it to yourself and you owe it to your friends to be the best person you can be. Unforgettable stories. Say Elaine for us. Yes. <laughs> Elaine, you're out on your patoot. Go spend a week in the Yakavongo Delta. <laughs> a bridge to the past. Years and years from now, Mr. Palmer, what do you want the legacy of Arnold Palmer to be? Well, uh, I suppose just that I have made a contribution to the game to help make it a little better. Here's your host, New York Times best-selling author and Golf Channel's Matt Adams. Decky tried to put some pressure on you, but you ultimately held him off. Given the fact that you haven't played since the BMW Championship and you're coming off a procedure on your knee, how gratifying is this victory? Uh, this was big. Um, Hagedeki made it made it tight. Um, it's a lot closer than what people probably thought. Um, I had a chance to. Uh, give myself a cush uh, at 13, 15, missed those, and uh, made one at 14, but uh, Hideki did what he needed to do to put heat on me, and it came down the last hole, and uh, I was able to, uh, we had so many different options off that tee, depending on what Hideki was doing up there, and uh, we decided to go with what we went with. When you went in Vegas in 96, your first PGA Tour win, more than 400 players had more, at that time, PGA Tour victories than you. Now no one has more than you. What does number 82 mean to you professionally and personally? It's just crazy. Uh, it's a lot, you know. I've, I've, been, I've been able to be consistent most of my career and uh, have put myself up there with a chance to win on a number of occasions. Uh, there's plenty of times where I didn't, uh, but today was one of those days where I was able to pull it out, and it's been a long week. Um, five days at the top of the board is a long time, and uh, it was definitely stressful. You found the winning formula again. You've won three times on the PGA Tour in roughly 13 months. What kind of player you are now compared to the player that was the dominant number one? Well, physically, I can't do any of the things I used to do. That's just the way it is. You know, I've had um, four back surgeries, and the body just can't do what it used to do. Um, but I, I can certainly think my way around the golf course. Um, I don't hit the ball anywhere near as far com based on, you know, compared to the field. And, um, you know, 300 yards used to be a, a good thing. Mm. Now it's um, jump change. So uh, I can still manage my way around the golf course. I know how to play, and um, I was able to do that this week. You will be making your captain's picks next week, and there's been some talk about making yourself a pick. How impactful was Tiger Woods the player to Tiger Woods the captain with this win? I think uh, the player definitely got the captain's attention. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, um, you have a lot, obviously, a lot of more, a lot more opportunities to win on the PGA Tour. But you're going to be 44 soon, mm -hmm. and coming off everything you've been through with your body the last two years, do victories like this are they a little sweeter now at this point in your career? Uh, there's no doubt. I mean, because there's a point where I, I didn't know if I'd ever play again. Uh, I was just hoping to be able to walk normal again. Um, so uh, to be able to go through all that to get to where I'm at now is uh, very, very. I'm very appreciative. Of, I know how how it feels to have. Um, this game, you know, what I felt like it's taken away from me, where I, I couldn't participate in the way that I wanted to, and 
I'm just so happy and so fortunate to be able to have this opportunity again. Wasn't that cool? It was so neat to see after Tiger finished and then Todd grabbed him, especially when he was asking him about the meaning of 82, because right up until this point, Tiger literally the night before was with, with seven holes left was like, I, I have to go out there and take care of my business. And if I do, my business takes care of everything else. Right. Paraphrasing. But at that moment, when Todd was interviewing him, the smile that he could not suppress, and in particular in that conversation about like, hey, how did Tiger Woods a player and impress Tiger Woods the President's Cup captain? And you could tell by what Tiger just said there. He's, he's a lock on that team, in my opinion. That was the interpretation that I had from his words. So what we're really excited about today is that we're going to continue down this pathway where you hear the words of Tiger Woods in reaction to a historic win, number 82, a win that ties in with Sam Snead in the all-time mark of wins on tour. After These are all going to be in sequence for you. It includes, get this, you're going to hear Tiger's complete and entire press conference not edited down not just a piece of and then we talk in between and react to it none of that you're going to hear tiger as tiger uninterrupted and that's coming up in just a little bit but the next time that tiger spoke to the public after this victory in japan was at the trophy presentation here is what tiger said at that point as we progress through him starting to sort through emotions and thoughts First off, I want to thank uh, Zozo, MZ, and um, everyone involved in sponsoring this great event and bringing the first PGA Tour event to Japan. Uh, Accordia, uh, the, the ground superintendent and all of his staff have done just an amazing job of getting the golf course ready. We've had a couple typhoons have come through here, and unfortunately the big devastation that has occurred. They have worked tireless hours to prepare this golf course for a world championship field, and it was just absolutely phenomenal this week. It's hard to believe it's been 23 years uh, since my first tour win. Now tying the, the great Sam Snead on our all-time winning list is uh, a record that I certainly did not think that was possible when I first started my career. And lo and behold, here we are. Um, it's been a very special week. Starting from when we came here and played the Skins game to the event, one thing that has not changed is the support of all of you fans for coming out. Unfortunately, the last couple of days hasn't been the case, but the fact that you guys were able to come out today and support us, uh, you have no idea how much that means to us players uh, to hear uh, the applause, to hear the good luck, and to hear um, all the positiveness. Uh, I've been coming here for over 20 years, and uh, it's never changed. And I just want to say thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. Uh, I look forward to coming back next year. How cool was that class from Tiger Woods in the wake of his win? 82 professional wins. That first interview you heard was courtesy of Golf Channel with Todd Lewis. And as I mentioned, as we progress here on this Monday morning and talk about the significance of and celebrate the accomplishment of Tiger Woods and, in fairness, Sam Snead as well, the two that are credited with 82 wins on the PGA Tour, you're going to hear his entire press conference in the segment that lies ahead. You're going to hear his sit-down with Henny Zool. That's courtesy of Golf TV, which is powered by the PGA Tour. That's the streaming service for international golf fans. 
You can follow at Golf TV on social media for you know going to get more content from them, which includes Tiger Woods, the PGA Tour, and everything else that they're putting together as well. So you're going to hear that interview coming up. That's a, a sit down with Henny, and it's a long interview as well for a little bit more in different perspective. And that still lies ahead. What's amazing is when you look at what has been done, what we just witnessed before us, and I think sometimes. For me, it's hard to recognize when you're witnessing history. There are other times, like this particular time, where I think we all knew exactly how significant this was. You just heard Tiger's speech, which was pure class talking and thanking everyone that was involved in getting this event to Japan. The fans and the grounds crew and the sponsors and and the, the host course, everything. Right? So, Tiger wins and ties Sam Snead. Tiger wins and wins the first event ever in Japan. Tiger wins and arguably locks down for whether he was trying to convince himself, which I don't think he was, or prove to the rest of the world that he deserves a pick as a captain's pick on the President's Cup. And who right now amongst would doubt that? Right? So all of these things are swirling in and around what Tiger Woods is doing. And Picture that this was also the same Tiger Woods who the last time we saw him before this, we were all kind of like, uh, there's something not right here. He had a shot from the right rough that we kept showing. I don't know if you caught our show, Morning Drive, on Saturday morning. There's a segment that we do, Grip Confidence, and whoever the PGA Tour professional that's with us that week picks a couple of shots and then shows the shot and talks about the confidence that it takes to execute it. And so it was the fourth shot from Tiger Woods. Right rough had to had cut it around a tree. And he did this big helicopter finish. The right leg came up. And what I noticed and noted there in, in a highlight package that we did in that grip confidence feature that we did is look at the weight that was on that left knee. This is the surgically repaired nine weeks back left knee. The amount of torque was incredible. I actually wondered if Tiger would wake up on the morning in which he had to finish seven more holes and if that knee wouldn't be the size of, like, you know, at least a grapefruit, maybe more. But apparently it's not. Whatever they did was brilliant, which just lends itself even more to how incredible all this stuff is. Victory totals Tiger and Snead at 82, Nicholas at 73, Ben Hogan at 64, Arnold Palmer at 62. That's just the top of the vine. In terms of how he did what he did, I, I love this stat. Dom gave me a bunch of stats in the, in the rundown today as well, which is fun. Tiger Woods, number of starts, 359, okay. Number wins, 82. Win percentage, just a tick under 23%. Can you imagine nearly one out of the four times that you tee it up that you win? Win. Ben Hogan is next in that area. He's about 1.5% behind Tiger Woods in 300 starts. And, you know, the thing with Ben Hogan, of course, was with the accident and all the rest, and it sharply curtailed the amount of time that he could play. He still won 64 times. Would he have won another 18 times if he could play like a, like a regular player? Maybe. Don't know. It's not how history works. Byron Nelson, 287 starts, won 52 times. An 18% win percentage. And again, Byron Nelson retired early. He had enough of the grind. 
He made enough money in his in his tour career to buy a, a ranch in Texas, and that's where he wanted to be and what he wanted to do. There's a great story about Byron Nelson. He and his wife were on vacation in France, and the French Open was going on. And he's like, ah, what the, this is after he retired. Ah, what the heck, I'll enter. He enters and he wins. Sam Steed, 585 starts. You know, again, if, for those of you that would be compelled to do that comparison to Ben Hogan, Ben Hogan with 300 starts, Sam Steed almost had double the number. It was one because of longevity, but it did have an impact on fate and what happened with, with the two. But, but Sam Steed also was one of the, had this flexibility that he maintained virtually through his entire life until he died in 02. 82 wins, as you know, a 14% win percentage. Well, the longer you play and the older you get, and you're not going to win, you're not going to be in contention. I means Remember, Sam Snead made the cut at a PGA Tour event at 67. Not 1967, 67 years old. It was 1979. Win percentage for Jack Nicklaus, you ask. And again, Jack played, played a lot of years too, but I'm not trying to make an excuse. It's 595 starts. Which is interesting because when you look at Jack Nicklaus and you think, you know, he, he really didn't play that much volume within a season. Of all of these names I gave you, even counting Sam Snead, Nicklaus has 10 more starts than Sam Snead, which also speaks to the longevity of Jack Nicklaus's career. 73 wins in total. That's a win percentage of 12.2. Now, this is where it gets equally as impressive, I think. Listen, listen to these numbers for a second, Tiger. Again, 82 victories, yep. How about top fives for Tiger Woods? In those 359 starts, Tiger Woods finished in the top five an absolute staggering 45.4% of the time. Top five. Top tens, 55.2% of the time. More than half the time the Tiger pegged it up. Top 25s, 74.5% did Tiger Woods. Obviously, cuts made, it's incredible, 91% of those starts. Those latter two ones don't don't impress me as much as the higher ones. I mean, he's Tiger Woods, you, you expect him to make the cut. He's Tiger Woods, you expect that he's going to be in the top 25 but when you get into top 10s and top 5s, not to mention the win percentage, it is staggering. Now, when you break down Tiger's 82 wins, 79 of those 82 were flat out, straight up, whoever shoots the best score. Stroke play, defined. Match play, three of those victories. And remember, as I mentioned to you over the last few days, Victories on the PGA Tour now are measured by 54 holes, period. He had one 54-hole total in there. All the rest were, well, 77 when I say all the rest of those stroke plays were 72. 90 holes, remember the old 90-hole events, won. 11 times he won in playoffs. 23 of his 82 wins. Tiger came from behind and overtook. And 14 times, Tiger either led solo or shared the lead in the event and closed out. 
when you when you start to break it down by Tiger's age, and this is kind of a roadmap into how physically he was feeling, all the things that were happening around him, some of his own doing and otherwise. 1990s, he won 15 times. And remember, he didn't turn pro until the end of 96. He won 15 times. In the 2000s, kind of the fillet, that first decade of the 2000s, 56 times. And after 2010, after 2010, so you're talking about the the events of, of Thanksgiving 2009, etc. After all of that, Tiger has won 11 times. An incredibly impressive career total for most 11 times. Incredible. And then if you take a look at where Tiger has won, obviously he's like Jack Nicklaus, been very smart about where he plays in the wins that he's had given the same. Because, for example, what's now called the World Golf Championships FedEx St. Jude Invitational, if you look at the record books, it's going to say he won there eight times. Where he won was at Bridgestone Invitational, the event that it was before that. The Arnold Palmer Invitational. Eight times. So after watching Tiger this week, and there's more, uh, Farmers Insurance seven times. Again, these are different names now. The World Golf Championship, Mexico Championship, he's credited with seven wins. That was Doral, right? You, just, you know what I'm saying. The Masters is the Masters five times. Memorial is Memorial five times. The BMW Championship, which was the Western Open five times. Right? So... The question, and I raised this yesterday in our, our, our pre-production meeting, pre, pre-show production meeting at Morning Drive. So I said, you know, this 82 is absolutely historic. And it's, it's historic for all the things that I'm, I'm telling you about that Tiger Woods has done and accomplished. But it's not just about Tiger. This is a record that belongs to everybody that loves the game. This is one of those iconic, unassailable-ish looked numbers. So now the question is, does 83 become bigger than 82. And is there anyone that doubts the ability of Tiger to win 83 because of the way he looked and how, how pain-free and, and he looked this last tournament? He didn't look like the Tiger that was shuffling around after he won the Masters, as an example. So the question is, where does he do it next? Tory, Maybe? How about if Tiger played broke through at, at Riviera where he's never won? Wouldn't that be iconic? Or is it more likely to happen? Remember, he also contended at the Honda. Recently, I'm talking about. Or is it more likely to happen at a place where it's the comfy confines? How about Bay Hill, where you just heard me mention that he's won there eight times? What would it be like for him to win at the house that Arnold Palmer built? Or does somehow fate decide that it's not going to happen until the spring? And he does it at the Memorial, Jack Nicholas's event. Absolutely delicious possibilities. We are not even close to being done here on this Monday. His dear friend and someone with whom I'm proud to work with at Golf Channel, Nota Begay is going to be joining us in just a little while to give us some perspective on what we just saw and how broad you want to define what we just saw in an event in a round in a finish in a career 
We'll talk to Nota coming up. But when we come back, the voice you're going to hear is the full press conference of Tiger Woods after matching Sam Snead for the most wins on tour with the number of 82. If you want to go to a historic place, go look up Pinehurst.com when you get an opportunity, and you will see why this beautiful resort has been welcoming people to play golf, to relax, to find themselves again since the late 1800s, but they are cutting edge with what's going on today, which includes naming another national champion just this past summer at the U.S. Amateur, which included the Absolute Golf Museum that is Pinehurst number 2, the Donald Ross Classic, lovingly restored by court in Crenshaw, as well as Gil Hans's new number 4. That's what it's about there. It's, it is about the history. It's about what was, but it's also about cutting edge and forging a path into what can and what will be. Well, what can be for you? Find out by logging on to Pinehurst.com. Stay with us. Coming up, Tiger Woods. My new book is called The Golf Round. I'll never forget 50 of golf's biggest stars recall their finest moments. Look, we're going into the holiday season. I hope this is the perfect gift for the person in your life that loves the history of the game. History like this, the 1978 Masters. Well, first of all, I'm seven shots behind Tom Watson. And my son says to me, he says, Dad, you're playing so well. If you putt well today, you can shoot 65 and win. Well, it's not easy to shoot 65 at Augusta. Anyway, I'm out in 34 with a bogey, and I come back in 30. I actually touched the hole three times, but thank goodness I didn't because I would have never been invited back to Augusta. The book is called The Golf Round. I'll never forget. 50 of golf's biggest stars recall their finest moments. I hope you enjoy it. You can pick it up wherever fine books are sold, including barnesandnoble.com and amazon.com. FootJoy, the number one outbrand in golf, ensures that you can make every day playable with performance gear to handle any weather condition. All FootJoy products are designed to provide the best golfing experience regardless of the conditions. Every piece of FootJoy gear goes through years of testing and validation to ensure the ultimate in golf performance. Trust the brand that has been number one forever. Learn how you can make every day playable at FootJoy.com M-E-D-P. Boeing Golf provides the ultimate world-class golf destination with 10 championship-caliber courses spanning three resorts. Centered in Michigan's northern Lower Peninsula, the courses are the products of some of the game's masters, including Robert Trent Jones Sr., Arthur Hills, and Donald Ross. From the all-inclusive vacation packages, elite instruction with the Boeing Golf Academy, tournaments, and so much more, Boeing Golf truly offers an unrivaled Michigan golf vacation experience. Just log on to boeinggolf.com and take in all the splendor that is a golf experience unlike any other. TheGolfTravelGroup.com is a luxury golf tour operator that specializes in custom travel itineraries to Scotland, Ireland, England, Wales, Iceland, New Zealand, Australia, South Africa, and more. Guaranteed advanced tea times, incredible accommodations, airport meet and greet services, private guided tours and private drivers, all in luxury vehicles, and they have a staff that's been doing it for ever thegolftravelgroup.com tick-borne diseases like Lyme disease which will have more than 7,000 new cases per week this season and biting bugs like mosquitoes that could be carrying West Nile virus or even Zika are threats to everyone but in particular to golfers stay safe with serious protection from ranger ready repellent I use it because it works it will not stain your clothes it doesn't contain toxic deke 
and it's available in multiple scents, even an option for no scent at all. Whether you like boating, golf, gardening, hunting, whatever you do outdoors, protect yourself with Ranger Ready Repellent. For more information, go to rangerready.com. The U.S. Open, golf's most storied championship, returns to the iconic Winged Foot Golf Club. Next June, see firsthand the remarkable moments, the energy, the excitement of the 120th U.S. Open Championship. Don't miss your chance to be here next year, June 15th through the 21st, 2020. Tickets on sale now at usopen.com forward slash 2020. Welcome back to the Fairways of Life show on this Monday after a historic performance by, in every measure, Tiger Woods. One of the most important numbers in tour history, all-time wins, and Tiger has now matched it with Sam Snead. I had a chance to tell this story on Morning Drive this past weekend that, and a lot of people didn't realize it, which made it fun to kind of illustrate it, was that in 1982, Sam Snead, and Tiger Woods played a two-hold exhibition match. It was for charity. In fact, uh, the it was a thousand people bought tickets for five dollars a piece. And Tiger Woods said, in retrospect, that he didn't know who Sam Snead was. He just knew that he was a pro that won a lot. He was six. Tiger went bogey, bogey. Sam went par, par. So the sixty-nine-year-old Sam Snead beat a six-year-old Tiger Woods. But was interesting was that Snead was asked about his thoughts on this six-year-old kid. And what I'm about to read you, this quote from Sam Snead, is courtesy of the New York Times, where he said, quote, I've never seen talent like this before. If the kid doesn't burn out, he'll be the greatest golfer the world has ever seen, end quote. Fast forward another 10 years. Tiger Woods, at 16 years old, makes his debut on the PGA Tour at Riviera. Remember me talking about Riviera earlier about wouldn't that be amazing if he won number 83 there? Well, at 16 years old as an amateur, he makes his debut at a tour event. Tiger Woods looks up and scans the gallery. Who is in his gallery but none other than Sam Snead? Tiger Woods at that point was he a little bit, you know, like, whoa, don't know. Do know that he didn't hit a great opening drive and kind of finishing in a rut hit from it, ended up pulling a muscle on his back that needed work after the round, and he missed the cut the next day. But isn't it amazing the way that golf provides these crossroads? Here's Tiger Woods in his press conference after winning the Zozo Championship and tying Sam Snead for the most wins on tour with the number of 82. Well, first off, it was uh, you know a very long week because I've – I was at I was tied for the lead for the better part of five days, and uh, going into uh, today's finishing up the final round, uh, having a, a, a three-shot lead and Hideki making a run like he did last night, uh, burning 11 and 12, um, and then get off to he got off to a, a good start and I made a mistake right away at 11 and uh, it became a pretty good ball game. Um, Wish that I would have made one of those putts on 13 and 15. Uh, but coming up 18, uh, I had, I, you know, looking back on it, I, I probably misread the, the situation because uh, what happened was uh, Hideki hit his ball on, 
as I was walking up to 17 green, I made sure I saw him hit his tee shot. He had a fairway wood off the tee and didn't like it. So it looked like he hit some kind of spinner to the right. And um, I finished out 17 and then we got to 18 tee. Looking down there, um, it looked like when he hit his shot, he hit a good one. People were clapping, people were applauding. And uh, when I got into my second shot, um, I figured he'd hit his second shot from the bunker onto the green to the right. Uh, the leaderboard when I got up there on the green didn't show any of the numbers. So I was looking all across the nine and I couldn't read the numbers, it's too far away and it's in red. Uh, so I figured I'd need to make par to, to win by a shot and uh, end up winning by three, which was a, a little bit to my surprise. Win number 82, uh, tying the mark set by Sam Sneed for all-time PGA Tour victories. You think about that number, what does that, that number mean to you? Well, it's a big number. Uh, it's about consistency and doing it for a long period of time. Uh, Sam did it into his 50s, and uh, I'm in my uh, early to mid-40s. Mid so uh, it's, uh, it's about being consistent and doing it for a very long period of time. I've been very fortunate to have uh, had the career I've had so far and uh, to have won this tournament in, in Japan. Um, it's just so ironic because I've I've always been a global player. I've always played all around the world, and to uh, to tie the record outside the United States uh, is, is pretty cool. Yeah, D, go ahead. Uh, as far as playing, I didn't really know that uh, you know I I would come back and play at this level, but. The fact that I could get down and read a putts again, uh, something that I have hadn't been able to do in, in months. So uh, it's something very subtle and simple like that. It, it, it makes a difference. Um, and then I felt more comfortable with my putter uh, just because I was able to build a, a better stance. And uh, uh, swing-wise, my, my speed started coming back. Um, ironically, my, my, my back has been less sore. Um, because of it, I've been able to rotate better. Um, but still, it's always going to be sore, but it's just less sore. Um, but, you know, the, the way I started out this week, and who, who would have guessed that, you know, bogey in the first three holes, I'd, I'd come out and, and, and shoot, the way, uh, shoot the numbers that I shot. Um, but I was, I was able to fight back, and I made a few mistakes this week, but they, they weren't bad. And when I, I did get it out of position, I put myself back in position, and uh, on top of that, I made a lot of putts. Tiger, they showed a picture on TV of you as a little boy meeting Sam Snead. I was just wondering if you could tell us what you remember of that meeting and whether you can see yourself still being out here at 52. Well, I played with Sam at, uh, I think it was Calabasas Country Club. Um, we were, he was doing an outing there, and um, I had come out to play the 17th and 18th holes with him. Uh, I remember hitting the ball into a little creek and playing it out, out of the water and making bogey, and I bogeyed the last, and he went par-par. So the only time I ever got a chance to play with Sam Snead, uh, I was two down through two. Uh, but as far as playing out here to 52, and uh, I, I hope that's the case. Um, you would ask me a few years ago, I would have given you a different answer. Uh, but certainly uh, the future looks brighter than it has, and uh, hopefully I can be as, as consistent as he has. Um, you know, well into my 40s and early 50s. Two quick ones. What, what was the putting tip that Mac gave you? 
Um, it's something I'd, I'd figured out on the, on the first day. I just moved my hands a little further forward. Um, that was it. And he just kept reminding me because I tend to forget, forget things like that. And uh, there have been uh, many times in your career where people have written you off. Mm -hmm. How satisfy satisfying is it to keep proving them wrong? Well, it's, it's satisfying to, to dig my way out of it and figure it out, figure out a way. And um, there are some hard times trying to figure it out, uh, but I've, you know, come back with different games over the years, um, movement patterns, and uh, this one's been obviously the most challenging. Uh, and then having another procedure, you know, a couple months ago, and again coming back and, and winning an event. Uh, not easy to do, but uh, I, I trust my hands, and uh, today was, was no different. Tiger, do you think you did enough to impress the captain today? <laughs> well, I think I certainly, as a player, got the captain's attention. <laughs> and then as a follow-up, I know you've had some demanding tournaments in your career, yep. 2008 U.S. Open. Physically, how would this one rank? Uh, this was certainly demanding. Um, it's been... As I said, being in the lead for the better part of five days, um, it, it puts a stress on, on the mind and uh, not easy to do. It's not easy to handle. Uh, I've, I've been in the position over, uh, a few times in my career. Um, I think the last time I was in this position was the Tour Championship uh, last year. And it's stressful. It's very hard. It wears, wears one out. Um, this, is, this week's been no different. It, uh, it wore me out and uh, somehow was able to finish out on top and uh, made the key putts this week. And um, Hideki made a, made a run at me. And, you know, fortunately, I was able to uh, make that one putt at 14 and obviously make birdie at 18. Tiger, um, it's several times over the summer, you know, you, you really looked like you were, you were hurting. Um, and was it just a matter of... Uh, combination of getting the knee fixed and taking some time off and all of a sudden you're hitting balls out there at home and everything's okay or is well, it I was, too simple? The, the knee wasn't allowing me to rotate and because of that it put more stress on my lower back and, and my hip so um, it was one of those things where as I was telling you guys earlier that uh, I was going to do this procedure last year uh, after the hero and get it done but I Felt like I was rolling after winning the tour championship and I wanted to play Torrey Pines. So I didn't do the procedure and as the year went on, it, it deteriorated a bit and uh, I struggled. Um, now that I'm able to clear a little bit better, I feel better. Um, I'm able to hit shots that I, that I know I can hit and uh, this week was, uh, was a good sign for the future. Yes, uh, Tiger, congratulations. Uh, I'm here. Yep. From, I'm from TBS Aki Japan. Uh, you have just won the tournament in Japan, so I think this winning makes you imagine clearly to compete in Tokyo Olympic Games next year. Well, I hope so. I hope to qualify for the team and uh, represent my country. Uh, I right now I'm what ninth in the world, and hopefully I'll, I'll move up a little bit. Uh, but you know, I don't, I don't know when the qualifier the qualifying ends. Uh, hopefully, I can play a little bit better than I did, um, you know, post post Masters this year, and and, and play a little bit better and uh, qualify for the team. I know some of my friends have have made uh, made Olympic teams before in the past, and they said it's a 
uh, once in a lifetime experience. And I have never played for a gold medal before and uh, certainly would be an honor to do it. And especially at the age I'll be, I'll be 44. And, you know, I don't know if I have many more chances after that. Uh, you talked about the pressure of leading for four or five days. But you come out this morning and, it, and suddenly that four or five days is condensed into a seven-hole sprint. How difficult is it to kind of reset and, and get into the groove straight away and keep the momentum going? Well, I, f I felt that, you, that 12, my, the, it was going to be an, an important hole. I mean, it's one of the hardest holes on a golf course. And I hit a good tee shot down there and then um, tried to bust a six iron, didn't hit it right, and made bogey. And all of a sudden, it's a two-shotter. Uh, then we get to 14. I saw Hideki stuff one in there. And if he makes I, I delayed my second shot to make sure that I, I knew what he did. He ended up missing the putt. Um, so then my layup became a little easier, and I ended up making birdie after a nice little teach from Keegan's putt. Um, but at, at 15, I thought that was going to be the tournament. If I'm able to make this putt, uh, I figured the tournament's over. I didn't. Um, Hideki birdies 16, and uh, next you know it's a ball game coming up last. I know you don't spend a lot of time thinking about records like this, but mm -hmm. at any point in maybe what, when that was that Sam Snead's record started to become a reality for you? Well, I think probably when I got probably north of 50. Um, but then, unfortunately, you know, I went through some <clears throat> rough patch with my back and didn't play for a number of years. And so um, that, that record seemed like it was out of reach. Um, but having had my fourth back procedure and been able to come back and play at a, at a you know, a decently high level uh, again, uh, it, it put the number you know, back in a conversation again. And lo and behold, here we are tied. And then finally, just any message to the fans and their support at the Zozo Championship this week? Well, I just want to thank all of them for coming out. It has been a, a tough week weather-wise and for the entire country. Uh, for them to come out and support us today and on a Monday, um, it was very special for us to play here in, in front of the fans. Uh, this this week, starting at the Skins game, they've they come they've come out and uh, supported this this championship. Uh, they've come out and supported uh, all the events that I've ever played in Japan, and uh, it's fun to play in front of such knowledgeable and enthusiastic fans. And um, I can't wait to experience it again next year. Recounting history on this Monday in the Fairways of Life show, Tiger at 82 wins on tour. We'll discuss the same with his good friend and a winner on tour in his own right, No to Begay, after these words. Hey, my new book is called The Golf Round I'll Never Forget. 50 of golf's biggest stars recall their finest moments. Moments like this, the 1973 U.S. Open. Here's Johnny Miller. He got a letter also on Saturday morning and said, you're going to win the U.S. Open from some guy in Iowa. And I never got a letter that that's all it was. He didn't sign it, nothing. It was just from Iowa, you're going to win the U.S. Open. So it was sort of an interesting experiences that led up to that uh, winning that Open. Uh, and, and the round itself was sort of out of nowhere because it just was a, it was a perfect round of golf. I mean, it literally was a perfect round of golf. The book is called The Golf Round I'll Never Forget. 50 of golf's biggest stars recall their finest moments. I hope you enjoy it. You can pick it up wherever fine books are sold, including barnesandnoble.com and amazon.com. It's time for you to discover Streamsong, a new kind of resort that takes the everyday ordinary to the absolutely extraordinary. 
Three internationally acclaimed link-style courses by Golf Architecture's iconic foursome of Gil Hans, Tom Dope, Bill Core, and Ben Crenshaw that provide a golf experience distinguished as unlike any you've ever had before, with undulating fairways navigating through wild grasses and deep water ponds and lakes, towering sand dunes to find the unexpected experience of playing golf at Streamsong, the ultimate legendary golf destination set apart by the unexpected. Streamsongresort.com. FootJoy, the number one outer brand in golf, ensures that you can make everyday playable with rain jackets for all weather conditions. New to the FJ Performance Outwear lineup this year is the all-new DryJoy Select LS, the lightest, most waterproof garment FJ has ever produced, setting a new standard in rainwear. Amazingly, it's actually lighter than a golf shirt, but still fully waterproof. You can shop now at FootJoy.com slash M-E-D-P. BenHoganGolf.com is where you can go to see the beautiful product that's being produced right now, bearing the name of the legend. You know, when he founded the original company in 1953, Ben Hogan said he did it, quote, to design and manufacture the best golf clubs in the world, end quote, and that is exactly what their mantra is today, only it's going directly to you, not through retail stores, so they're saving that 40%, 50% retail markup. You can get the best, and you can get it directly from their master craftsmen. Log on to BenHoganGolf.com now. If you're a golfer or enjoy activities outside, you are at risk. The risk of Lyme disease and other illnesses are a national threat. Add in insect-borne illnesses like West Nile and Zika. Ranger Ready is insect repellent that's serious protection with premium wearable scents in clean, non-greasy formula. Ranger Ready is the best insect repellent available, period. Safe, 12-hour protection, nothing comes close. Log on to rangerready.com for more information. What's your bucket list destination? Where have you always wanted to go? What's the number one thing that holds people back from doing that? It's fear of logistics. I don't know where to stay. I don't know how to get tea times. I don't know where to go. I don't know who should take me there. Well, I'll tell you who knows the answer to all those questions. TheGolfTravelGroup.com. That's why the Fairways of Life show has aligned ourselves with these experts. And is there some place you want to go, like the Open or a President's Cup or a Ryder Cup? They can take care of that as well. What is your golf bucket list? Where do you want to go? Do it with TheGolfTravelGroup.com. Welcome back to the Fairways of Life show on this Monday. We are recounting an absolutely historic accomplishment by Tiger Woods. 82 wins on tour. It ties him with a number that long has been established by Sam Snead. What seemed like an unassailable, iconic number at that. This is, as I just mentioned, history in our midst. Good morning to one and all, and good day for those of you joining us from around the world and outside of the United States. Delighted to be joined now by a multiple-time winner on the PGA Tour, someone with whom I'm proud to say I work alongside of at Golf Channel to give us some perspective on everything that has happened to this point. Notes of Begay is joining us. Notes thank you for joining us on this uh, historic day of recounting what Tiger Woods once again has uh, eyebrows raising, accomplished something that is so amazing in the context of the game. How would you define it? What does this mean? Well, I think it's probably, you know, one of the, the top achievements in, in his career when he's going to look back on just a body, his body of work. Uh, you know, one of the interesting things throughout this, this whole injury period is um, he, he never really let in or, or gave up with regard to sort of what he might be able to do if he got healthy. And I think that left the door open for events like this to where he could go out and 
pull his game back together, get his body back in condition, and you know, just over a year ago, win the Tour Championship, follow that up with the Masters earlier this year, and now this monumental achievement just kind of, um, you know, doesn't surprise me just because at every single level of the game, Matt, he has surpassed the expectations that we've placed on him just because history was our only measure of what a player was capable of, but he's just blown all that out of the water. From that standpoint of... I'm not going to say that he sets out to prove people wrong. I think I think his motivation is more sophisticated and deeper than that. How much of it do you think, as Don was suggesting to me earlier in your show, could it be about showing his kids that that he is the greatest as well? I think that has a little bit to do with it. I'm, one of the things that um, he used to get a, a good chuckle out of uh, was the fact that his kids had only really seen him play golf to the point where they could understand what was going on in the game um, on YouTube. So uh, he was the YouTube dad and they had never really <laughs> seen him play at a high level. And, you know, cause he was hurt and they, they'd probably seen him walk off more courses cause the injury then hold up trophies. And I think that was a little bit of the motivation that it, if at all possible, and if he could sort of get his body in some sort of working order, um, he might be able to, uh, compete again, and that's that's really what what he wanted. And, but I think what you saw this particular week was he found a, a very nice and steady way to to win a golf tournament. There there wasn't a lot of you know huge recovery shots there, or you know a lot of what we've become used to. A lot of the wild play. It was pretty straight and steady, and just a really really hot putter. I'm not sure if you had a chance to see the highlight, but third round. He was in the right rough, had to work it around a tree. Now, we ended up using the shot because we had to, we had to do a, a segment on Morning Drive called Grip Confidence, right? And, and Brian Bateman would show him kind of holding off the phase, helicopter finish, all the rest. The thing about the entire slow motion replay, no, too, that I, that I thought was remarkable was the entire weight of his body torque turn was on that left knee, and it held in there. Absolutely remarkable. It is, I mean, again, you've got, you've got a whole pincushion worth of stuff that you could pick with Tiger's body that's amazing what he's able to do right now. But did that one stand out to you? That one did stand out. Um, you know, but talking to him after the first round, I mean, I know that he was a little bit surprised. I mean, you could hear in his post-round comments that uh, we traded text after the round. Uh, for, for it to turn around like it did after – starting out with three consecutive bogeys he, he was a bit surprised and um you know having a chance to be you know out in front early isn't something that you know has has been steady or consistent you know the last year and um hitting hit, being able to hit those types of recovery shots just kind of gives you an indication that yeah everything's great with the knee you know he wouldn't go after it like that or try and create those types of um efforts if the knee wasn't in good good condition if if i asked you no to begay what his motivation was this past week now you know first pj tour event in japan president's cup looming chance to tie samson there's so many different things and that's the nature of his march deeper and deeper into golf's history books how would you answer the question of what his motivation was I think it would be a one and one A. The first would be to make the President's Cup team. I think that he would he really wanted to justify that he deserved to be on that team. I mean, we were we were looking at the first time in twenty years where um potentially 
uh, an American reigning major winner wasn't going to be on the team. I mean, I mean, Woodland still needs to earn his place, and Tiger certainly hadn't done it up up until last week. Um, so I think that that was his primary motivation: say, look, I want to be on this team, and I want to earn my spot on this team. And then, secondly, is the Olympics. I think that he really wants to represent the United States and participate in, in the Olympics. It's, it's his last chance. And um, I know that that was one thing that we had talked about the last time the Olympics had, had come around was like what an experience that would be um, in, in, in the face of everything else that he's done. That's the one thing that he, you know, you can't get, get an invitation to you have to earn your way onto that team. Does there, I, I'm just curious, Nota Begay, does there come a time when you're texting back and forth him like, yo, hey, what's up, man? How you doing? Well done today. Where when he gets closer and closer to the heat of the battle, that all communication just stops? Not too much. I mean, it, it's, it's always a where He's always looking for feedback. He's always looking for ways to get better between each and every round. And, um, you know, sometimes we'll... For instance, now, you know, we might shoot a couple texts back about the World Series or you, you can't completely shut yourself off from the outside world. And so, you know, there's a handful of friends that he'll joke around with and send funny texts and talk about certain things. And um, it's, uh, you know, but when, once he gets out on the course, <laughs> yeah, I, even when I'm walking there, I'll give you a perfect example. I, I'll be covering Tiger for, you know, our golf channel and NBC coverage. And when it gets down to the last four or five holes, I don't even go 20, 20 or 30 yards near him because I know that he's in a zone that he needs to stay in. In spite of the how close we are and how good our relationship is, I have enough respect for him and what he's doing. I stay away. It's like the pitcher throwing the no-hitter. I don't even get anywhere close to what he's doing just to let him do his work. Very cool. The possibilities, no, to be gay, I think are absolutely delicious. And that is the conversation, which is fun to have because it's sport, it's golf, about where 83, win number 83 could come. Maybe Torrey, maybe at Riviera, where he played for the first time in the PGA Tour as a 16-year-old amateur and hasn't won at Riviera yet. Uh, could it be maybe at the Honda in his backyard? Might it be at the house that Arnold Palmer built uh, at Bay Hill? Might it be Jack Nicklaus's event at the Memorial? What are your thoughts in terms of the fun of just contemplating of what if? I, I, I would probably say it would come on the Florida swing. I know he'd probably like to win at Riviera, but that course, <laughs> that course seems to have his number. I mean, he got close last year and maybe felt prey to a, a long um, day where players, you know, they're, I think he, he had to walk like almost 30 holes one particular day and just ran out of gas. Um, I, I think uh, Tory is, you know, might be a good fit provided it doesn't get too cold. You know, that that's the issue. I mean, you got achy bones, achy back. It, yeah. If it gets in, you know, the 50s and in, in, in sort of low 60s, it it's hard. I mean, me fighting my back and, you know, the reason why I'm sitting here talking to you is because of my back. Um, yeah is is you have to be aware of those things and and so i think somewhere warm and on a really tough golf course which would would sort of point to honda mm -hmm. good good pick there too and the funny thing is is that time of year uh february into march we seem to get a little spike 
And I can remember years at Bay Hill where it got into the low and mid-90s, believe it or not. So uh, we'll see if, if, that, if that helps with the movement. Now, Notes, you got a lot going on. I know you're on the East Coast. East Lake Cup in Atlanta, 3, 6 p.m. Eastern time on Golf Channel today. Any thoughts about that which lies ahead for you? Well, I just think this is one of the most fun events I, I cover every year. I go to all the, all the big tournaments and whatnot. But as far as college, I mean, it's, it's just really fun having had a wonderful college career playing alongside Tiger and Casey Martin now, who's the head men's coach at University of Oregon. And just, just seeing how it's changed and how competitive it's gotten and just really how much quality there is in, in these young men and women that are going to be out here at East Lake. Uh, this week and it's also fun to put them on a, a, a true championship golf course i mean he's like every year if you ask the players on the pj tour probably be in their top five as far as just most challenging venues it's it's hilly the greens are fast the bermuda rough presents a ton of trouble and there's just a lot of of um re- high level requirements that are asked of these players uh from kia green so it, it it's always very compelling and interesting to see who's going to contend uh heading into the spring and, and push toward the ncaa championship 3 p.m eastern time today on golf and i'd be remiss if i didn't ask you before you uh, part a company with us note to begay about the mb3 foundation and how things are going for you oh thanks i, I appreciate it things things are great um as uh you know maybe not many but um we will be celebrating Native American Heritage Month, uh, the month of November. And typically what we do is we just try and heighten our awareness around health and fitness and try and promote a lot of different initiatives for our young kids. Um, Native American kids have the highest incidence of type 2 diabetes in America. So we've got our work cut out for us, but it, it's going real well. We're doing a lot of research. We're doing a lot of investment in grassroots programming for our kids to try and get a lot of the community and community leaders to step up and sort of acknowledge that this is something we all have to work on together, not just in my reservation communities, but in, in, across the country. It's, it's a big challenge for our, the kids in this nation to sort of just get them, a, get them a little bit healthier, get them off the couch and out, out from in front of the video games and maybe outside playing some ball or running around or hiking or whatever it is. It doesn't have to be one specific thing. So, you know, we have a big cross country race uh, on November 10th and, in uh, New Mexico at the Santa Ana Pueblo on a beautiful cross-country course. Uh, we have kids race, we have intermediate, and then we have a, a 5K race as well. So anybody that's in the area, you want to come to New Mexico, come hang out with us for a day. You'll learn a lot and have a great time. For more information on that and everything else, that Notes Begay is doing the foundation. Here's the website, nb 3 foundation.org that's the number three nb3 foundation.org no to you're killing it keep up the great work thank you very much for your time and your perspective we wish you as ever success and all the best anytime matt have a good one thanks see ya that was great talking with uh, nota getting an update i thought this stuff with, that he was talking about with uh tiger and communicating with him and text messages back and forth was absolutely amazing so as promised After Tiger had done the whole series of sound that we've played for you as yet in the program, he did sit down and he did speak with Annie Zool. Now, you remember, this is part of Golf TV. Golf TV, 
Powered by the PGA Tour, it's a streaming service for international golf fans. You can follow at Golf TV and social media, and in that you can get more content with Tiger Woods and the PGA Tour and everything else that they have going on. So this is the conversation with Henny and Tiger when they finally got a chance to sit down. It's a good long interview here after he had accomplished this mythical goal of 82 in security. Here you go. 2019. Masters victory, mm-hmm. 82 record tying wins. Mm-hmm. How special is it to get this 82 number under your belt? Well, it's incredible. Um, just to have, I mean, the the number is it's crazy. How you know how many wins that is because you have to do it for a long period of time. I mean, Sam did it into his 50s. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm in my early 40s still, but it in order to win that that amount of times you're gonna have to fail a lot Mm. and I've been in a position where I have you know I've lost a lot of events I have failed Um, but I kept giving myself chances and uh, you know fortunately enough I've been able to have won a few events over the years and I've got on little hot streaks and hot runs and um, it's amassed into a number of 82. Can you believe you've been out here for that long? No um, what was crazy is uh, talking to to Wolfie, you know, and saying that uh, he was born after I won the Masters. Uh, that's that's that, that it, it put things in perspective really fast. Um, you know, I'm playing against kids now that uh, literally have started, you know, after I've won my first major championship, and that's that's the cycle of sports. You know, it's just the way it goes. Um, golf is one of those unique sports, and we can do it for decades. And uh, I've been able to do it for a long period of time, and hopefully I can continue to do it at this high level. I'm going to show you the picture here of you when you were a young kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've seen that before. Yeah, with, with Sam, absolutely. <laughs> when I, you were younger, when you were that age, yeah, I, what were you thinking? Well, I played with like? him. I, mean, I didn't know, understand that that was you know, the great Sam's need. Um, I think, I believe, I'm not 100% sure, but I think we were playing Calabasas Country Club. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was playing with him on the last two holes. And uh, he was doing some kind of outing there, and uh, I, I went bogey bogey on those two holes, and he went par par. So the only time I ever got a chance to play with Sam Snead, I'm two down through two. He came out and watched me play you know, a few holes in my first LA Open, and so you know that that was kind of trippy coming off the tenth tee, uh, tenth green, and there's Sam Snead standing right there, and you know I'm 16 years old, and uh, you know I end up piping one right down the middle of the fairway. Uh, so that, that felt pretty good. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, fast forward to have spent the dinners and with him over the years and uh, to hear the needling, the jabbing, the, the, the good times that we've had, um, and then to ultimately, you know, tie his record. Uh, it's very special. Going into today, kicking off this season mm. with a win, given the end of last season, how you're struggling with your body and yep. not making tour champs, mm-hmm. How good does this feel, not only to get the win, but to have the control that you have over your game and your body? Well, I think that uh, having the, the knee procedure really allowed me to start putting good again. Um, I was able to get, I mean, it's a simple thing, getting down to read a putt. Mm. I, I really didn't do much of it last year. I didn't squat towards the end of the year and um, end up kneeling down you know, from up, up high and just uh, lining my ball up um, instead of squatting down like I normally would and to line up my line. Uh, little things like that and then eventually I didn't rotate through the golf ball and it put more strain on my back and um, that was getting worse and so I had to manage that um, 
in hindsight, I probably should have done the procedure like I was planning on doing it last year after the Hero. Uh, but who knows, I may not have won the Masters. So, you know, all in all, I'd much rather have won the Masters. Yeah, <laughs> you'd take that for sure. How excited are you now, seeing what you've seen out there this week for the rest of the season going into next year? Yeah, you know, this, this week I had, you know, decent control with my game. Mm. Um, but more importantly, I, I felt like I was putting good again. Um, like I was rolling again and my pace was good and I felt like I could see things again. I, I don't know why it is, but I felt like I was back to normal again. Um, I was able to get down into my normal routine um, and do my normal routine to line up a putt and just hit it. And I felt so much better that I'll be able to get a little bit lower and, mm -hmm. and, and see and see things again, which you know you really don't do from up high. Body's working well. Mm -hmm. Got that 82 under your belt. Enjoy your rest. You got and it. We'll Thanks, Andy. Absolutely. Thanks, Absolutely classic, historic accomplishment by Tiger Woods, and it's fun that you know. I'll just give you one example. Here we are, almost in November, and Tiger does what he does. I, I was having a cup of coffee with with the wife early this morning. In whatever CBS's national show on Monday morning, I think it's called This Morning, I think it's CBS, if I'm not mistaken. And it comes on the air, right? And the hosts are on there and they're, welcome to the show and blah, blah, blah. We've got these horrific fires up in you know Napa area of California, thinking of people there. I think 180,000 people have been evacuated. I believe there's a million or two without power. I mean, it's really serious stuff, right? They talked about the, the, this, the leader of ISIS that was killed in, in uh, this, I don't know when exactly it happened, over this weekend, I'll say, right? As that was a big story about what happened there. They're going back, different stuff, you know, election stuff, blah, 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 all this stuff going on. And then when they get to the sport, the first lead story of sport, now this is, you know, basketball back, World Series, college football, NFL, you name it, hockey, on and on, on, you know, all this happening first story of sport was tiger woods with his 82nd victory and this was cbs i'm not talking about just you know some espn or or us or whatever incredible that's the impact that it has because everybody's along for this ride and having fun with it hope you guys have fun with this monday i hope you guys have fun with this week we'll continue down this pathway of talking about what does all this mean where does it sort uh, Mark Carnevale, our friend, who's the 1992 Arnold Palmer Award recipient as Rookie of the Year, will be joining us on the program. Ironically, that year, the one that he beat out to, to earn that was, was Phil Mickelson. And how much has Phil and his career been tethered to that of Tiger Woods? But we'll talk about everything that has happened and that which lies ahead with that as well. But I'm hoping that all that lies ahead for you are good things. Have a great one. See you again tomorrow. Bye for now.